Sometimes people ask me if they should do a final walkthrough of the property before closing. So this isn't something that's necessary or written into our contracts, but it's something that you can add in if you're especially concerned. So one example would be if you're uh, purchasing a rental property and the tenants need to leave, um, that could be a good time to just check it out before closing to make sure that the tenants are gone or to uh, just double check on the property, but it's not something that you need to do 100% of the time. So since we're in a seller's market right now, a lot of my buyer clients uh, ask what the difference is between a buyer's market and a seller's market. Um, and the biggest difference is uh, the lack of competition when writing on houses. Um, so sellers are getting um, much fewer offers, maybe even only one on a property in a buyer's market. Um, and buyers have a much easier time uh, being selective of you know, what houses they're actually gonna write on. Um, and they don't have to work as hard to get an offer accepted. So something that people often ask about is what kind of credit score do they need to purchase a home? So typically the cutoff is 640, but there are lenders that have different programs or different options for you, or you might be a little bit closer than you think to being able to purchase a home. So really what we recommend is getting in touch with a local lender that can help you out. Um, we work with a lot of people who we know well, that we trust, who will be more than happy to run your scores and help you figure out how close you are. Um, or if you're already able to be pre-approved. So 640 is a cutoff, but different lenders offer different programs and it's great to just check in with somebody and see what they have to say. A question that comes up fairly often is, should I sell my home before I buy or should I buy a home before I sell my current one? And this brings us into the topic of contingency sales. When we talk about a sale being contingent, what that generally means is that the person trying to buy a home must sell their current home in order to have the funds to purchase the new one. Now, having a sale be not contingent, meaning you don't have to already sell a house, does help strengthen up your offer. So, if you have somewhere to go, somewhere to relocate after you sell your home until you can buy, then I would recommend going through with the sale so you already have those funds available and your offer is no longer contingent upon the sale of your current home. If you don't have anywhere to go, I don't recommend making yourself homeless and a contingency sale is still fully valid and can totally be done. Um, so in that case, then yeah, I'd recommend going ahead and buying on a contingency. When filling out a purchase agreement for the purchase or the sale of a home, it's very important that you always are very clear and over-communicative about what's gonna be staying in the home and what's gonna be going with the sellers afterwards. Generally, when people put the listing up on the market, they're gonna have written in there what appliances, what other objects are gonna be staying, and what the seller is reserving to take with them. The general rule of thumb for fixtures and improvements is anything that's nailed, screwed, bolted, or fixed to the house is gonna be staying unless otherwise noted that the seller is reserving it. But always, always, always make sure that you're being over-communicative so that way down the road you don't run into discrepancies over who he said, she said, and this is staying and that's not.